0: Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, the 5th of October. And for the second day on the trot, the U.S. markets have roofed it. The Dow Jones up 825 points overnight. And that's after a 786-point rise the day before. So the U.S. market's been up 5.7% in two days. NASDAQ up 3.3% overnight. S&P 500 up 3% overnight. Europe finally caught the updraft. Stock 600. Index up three percent overnight. France was up four point two percent, and the spy futures this morning were up one hundred and seven. We're up hundred at the moment, and we've been up one hundred and five. Henry, what do you make of the bounce? Is this going to last?
1: Um,
2: well, it's, it's a pretty big bounce, I've got to say, Marcus Um, You know, we talk about reacting uh, rather than predicting, but you know, problem is that by the time you react, uh, the market's up five six percent. So, whether it lasts, I, I I don't know. There's certainly been a change in the force, as I wrote about today, in terms of that RBA. It almost felt like a, a, a pause rather than a 25 basis points, that's for sure. I guess if they'd gone zero, that would have sent a bit of a shockwave through the market and proved that maybe financial stability is still part of the equation. So, 25 basis points in the middle for diddle. Uh, the US data is coming out a little bit more benign as well. And we are in a bit of a vacuum before the US reporting season kicks off and our AGM season. So, at the moment, it looks set fair. Um, I think the easy gain, I mean, the easy gain yesterday, 242 points and 100 today. It's uh, It's been pretty spectacular to say the least. And it just shows what happens when crowded trades reverse that quickly. US dollar and bond yields reversing where they've been uh, all summer long and all September. And now we're seeing the banks just charging ahead, resources charging ahead, even gold's caught a bit of a uh, an updraft. So um, can it last? I think it can continue to push a bit higher. But when Whether it gets to back to those nice levels above 7,000, I think that's a bit of a stretch given the winter that we have coming in Northern Hemisphere and the uncertainty still out there. But this is certainly a great momentum rally and it's probably worth looking at some of those stocks that have been left behind or some of those favourite stocks of of yours and ours that really haven't moved much yet perhaps or are really geared to this recovery. There's there's plenty of stocks out there. I've got to say even dull and boring stocks like Woolies, uh, which, you know, is a defensive stock It's had a shocking run it's down near its lows of the year still and hasn't partaken in any of this rally so certainly at the moment we're seeing growth stocks flying lithium stocks especially and commodity stocks but you look at some of the more dull stocks like telstra probably got some upside to come it's all banks and resources at the moment and those high growth stocks but there's there's plenty of stocks out there uh, and yesterday we were looking at them on the call on ausbiz and you know there's, there's plenty of stocks that have yet to to really uh, gather pace. So um, certainly look through your portfolio. But um, yeah, plenty of opportunities out there. Momentum is strong. I think we could push up maybe to 69.50, something like that. I'm not sure we'll get to 7,000, but um, US reporting season will be key to
0: this. And have you uh, bought anything in the small company's portfolio at all today, Henry? Well, yesterday I added, I did my three o'clock update and added
2: a bit more into long short fund, which is geared to The equity market, obviously, and Zip, and also uh, added Chalice the other day. I've I've had to revamp the small cap portfolio because Morningstar has ceased doing the uh, the portfolio and changed it to ShareSite, which I'm I've now rebuilt in ShareSite, but it has lost all the previous data. Uh, I've still got lots and lots of cash, and still got BBOZ, which I did toy with selling about a week or so ago, but I thought I should settle into the zeitgeist of the moment after my holiday, so that was a bit of a mistake. Think than just chucking. Money at it because after a what is it two hundred forty yesterday one hundred and four today so we've had three hundred and fifty points and then you're chucking money at it you think mm, okay um especially in some of these lithium stocks which have just gone nuts you know I talked on Osby's on Monday I think it was about buying Core Lithium at a dollar three they're now a dollar 20, 25 uh, I talked about Polynovo buying them at dollar thirty two they're they're only a little bit better now one forty one so there's there's plenty happening if we do have the bull market back if we do have stability there's going to be plenty of opportunities, so I'm not. I'm not feeling FOMO, and the portfolio is geared to some of those commodity stocks. So it's doing okay. We're not missing out, but it's not. It's not uh, knocking the lights out. So just being still a little cautious, I guess.
0: Uh, Yes, one of the odd things about last night is although Wall Street was flying along, this is really a bond market thing. It is amazing to me that the RBA have led the market. The RBA were in the headlines of the US Newswire's stock market commentary overnight. So the idea is the RBA have led the global central banks uh, in calling peak aggression on interest rates, and that, that. that noise has gone around the world. Uh, Of course, uh, the the fear is it could just end with one utterance from the FOMC tonight, which says we're not going soft or something and the market will come off 800 points. So this is early fickle stuff. Uh, But the odd thing about it was that the bond markets didn't really respond. You would have thought if the world was thinking, and the bond markets in particular, which are much bigger than equity markets, and the bond market people tend to be a bit smarter than the equity market people when it comes to macro stuff, the bond markets didn't really respond last night. You would have expected if there had been a material bond market change in thinking that bond yields would have dropped significantly, but the 10-year bond yield only dropped 1.6 basis points, and the two-year bond yield was down one basis points. They dropped significantly the night before. But you might have thought this RBA mess really was contagious, the bond markets would have come off. And amazingly, the odds of a 75 basis point rate hike at the next FOMC meeting on November the 2nd should have, you would have thought, dropped and a 50 basis point become more likely. But the opposite happened. The odds of a 75 basis point rate rise rose from 60% to 67%. And the odds of a 50 basis point rate rise dropped from 40% to 33%. So the message from that is, yes, Yes, the markets have responded to the message passed, can you believe, from the Australian Central Bank. Uh, it seems the mouse on the elephant's back can bark and has barked, and the markets heard them, uh, but the bond market not so convinced. So uh, there are all sorts of elements to this, which are pivot pointish, the pivot pointish, bottom of the market sort of stuff, like the US dollar peaking, and it did. It was down 1.5% overnight, having dropped 0.3% the night before. But technically, it's still irrelevant. If you look at the chart, the U.S. dollar did come off the top. Bond bond yields have technically topped out in the very short term. So there are elements of this having the ingredients of a material market pivot point and the start of a bull market. But it is clearly early in the piece, and short term, we could well get whipped around. Uh, but for now, uh, if we were going to go to my strategy, on the strategy front, I have decided that you can sit back, there are finger waggers, there are chickens, there are denialists, uh, and they're all over the wires. If you listen to those CMB talking heads, there are every... Every side of the spectrum at the moment. Uh, some of them saying, "Oh, now I've I've still got serious geopolitical uh, concerns uh, about uh, Taiwan, Ukraine, Russia." Um, they're just replacing one fear with another. It's really that it's not helping at all. You just have to call it one way or another, depending on your risk appetite. Our job in the strategy portfolio is to talk to you about market timing and talk to you about sector themes and. Clearly, depending where you are on the risk spectrum, some of you will want to have a go. So today I have changed the strategy portfolio from all cash to all in. And the idea about that is not to aggressively say I'm convinced or I'm predicting that this is the bottom of the market, because I don't know that. Uh, But uh, in terms of ideas, I've given you what I reckon are some of the best ideas for the the profile of this market bounce. And I've written about we'll play the bounce. Uh, There is a bounce. We will play the bounce. If it turns into a pivot point so much the better. But I don't know that. Only really traders should pay. Investors who are low risk, long term, maybe have an income focus. They're either going to ignore it uh, or you're going to do some inching, Back in particularly into banks. By the way, the banks' result season is coming up, and the dividends as well. So it would be nice to catch a rally to that. I would also point out, even though we've seen quite material bounce in a lot of things, they are still, if you look at the six-month performances of some of these things, they are still well off the top. Uh, so there is plenty of gain to be made uh, if this persists. Obviously, uh, don't get put off just by two days of fairly aggressive bounce. That's being extremely short-term. I'm I'm thinking strategy-wise, this is more. A medium-term bottom. Hopefully, if it's not, we'll sell. But the themes are going to be a market bounce, which means buying stock market stocks, peaking interest rate fear, which means in particular, one of the easy uh, sectors is REITs have really not performed well. uh, And some of those big REITs are now bottoming. Uh, A falling US dollar, there are not really too many themes we can play there, stronger Aussie dollar, gold bottoming, recession fears easing, which is good for cyclicals. Anyway, it comes out with uh, buying interest rate-sensitive sectors, that's technology, REITs, consumer discretionary housing, banks, stock market stocks, sentiment-driven stocks, that's all the hot stuff, lithium, smaller companies, growth stocks. If you were spending your life, as some funds do, switching between the uh, S&P 500 growth and value ETFs, you'd be going growth now instead of value. Uh, also US markets or, or and Australian market indices, we can play through ETFs, some gold uh, exposure and commodity stocks. So I have listed, and I will rather than put it on the podcast, uh, go to the newsletter and you will see I have made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven suggestions, which I'm putting into the strategy portfolio today in different weightings. The weighting are not really important. It's more the ideas. But we have gone fully in on ETFs today, hoping this uh, bounce marks the beginning of a more meaningful rally in the market. Notably, all the markets have bounced right on their July lows. And this could e- easily be a bounce in a bear market. We do have recession coming up, earnings downgrades coming up. This is just a sentiment lift, I think, not a fundamental lift. But let's just play it whilst it's here and exit it when it disappears. So so lots of ideas in the strategy piece today. I've also not yet, because I've been very busy, uh, got to the ideas portfolio, but I'll I'll chuck in some stock ideas into the ideas portfolio today as well. Uh, by the way, if you were to think of selling anything, I was asked that on CNBC Asia. If you were to think of selling anything, then you would be selling, I think top of the list would be computer share, which is one of the stocks that has outperformed massively because it loves interest rate rises. Uh, also, some of those insurance stocks like QBE have huge uh, bond holdings, and as yields go up, they it's as good as a profit upgrade. So, there are a few stocks you need to think about switching out of and into something more aggressive if you think this is going to persist. The market is back to
2: where it was two weeks ago on the 20th of September. It was at 6,800, and I'm no chartist, as many people will know, but it you know you look at uh, back at those lows in the midst of june uh, 6433 and then we bottomed at 6462 you know that that looks like a double bottom for me and as I say, as I said earlier, we could easily push back up towards that 7,000 level, but I suspect the uh, the big jumps happened. Now it may be more of a grind.
0: Oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah, uh, I think uh, b- bounces or changes in direction, pivot points, they always start fast. And the 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 more short term you are, the more you get put off by the bounce. The more long term you are, the more you love the bounce because you don't care about missing the first bit. Uh, it's about the uh, next bit, and the next bit is always more of a grind. Now, Leighton, did we have anything on the broker front today?
1: Yep, got some broker recommendations here. I had a note out from UBS this morning that's lowered its short-term price forecast for base metals, but they've also noted that changing supply and demand dynamics are resulting in higher forecasts for lithium and higher long-term price estimates for coal, aluminium, zinc, and lead. But they have said that most commodities are still above support levels and don't fully price in a recession. So I've got some prices out and some recommendations that I'll just run through now. They've got all Cam, they've got a buy recommendation there with a target price 29% above the current market price. BHP, they've got a neutral recommendation with a target price 11% below. Fortescue Metals, they're saying sell with a target price 17% below. IGO has a buy with a target price 10% above. Mineral Resources is a buy with a target price 19% above. Pilbara Minerals is a sell with a target price 48% below and Rio is neutral with a target price 6% half percent below the current market price. And they've also done some site visits with Evolution Mining and Northern Star resources. And they've both got buy recommendations there and target prices around 15% above the current market price.
0: Uh, thanks like yes there are uh, there's uh, you can see the brokers suddenly waking up as well with lots lots of uh, recommendations whereas on our spreadsheet there might be might have been five or six in the last uh, few weeks they're, they're suddenly blown out to 20. Uh, the other interesting thing it's almost not worth publishing but I will put it in the ideas section Stuart doesn't write on a Wednesday um, so there's no technical section you might have noticed some fabulous ideas at the bottom of the te- technical section yesterday RSI buy signals uh, I do this same scans as Stuart on uh, Metastock in the mornings. And I've moved over from Omnitrader, by the way, for the Omnitrader uh, disciples, uh, learning Metastock just because Stuart used it. Anyway, uh, I've done a search of RSI buy signals and sell signals. And after the 220 point rise yesterday, there are so many of them, it's ridiculous. So that again is another feature of a pivoting market is that the number of 52 week lows disappears to zero mm. and the number of RSI uh, sell signals disappears and the number of buy signals just explodes, and it, it's done that again. So all sorts of, which is just a function of the market going up, doesn't mean it's got any integrity, but uh, obviously a lot of things bottoming at the moment. Uh, anything else for us, Henry?
2: Just talking about those uh, RSI signals, Leighton and I have a, a very much... Um rudimentary way of looking at it and it's the number of screenshots that it takes to do the highs and lows in the end of day report and when it gets to three uh, that's usually a sign and at one stage you got to four screenshots uh, to get the number of stocks that hit 52 week lows when it gets to that that's usually a bit of a sign uh, that things are bottoming so
0: (laughs) that happened a little while ago
2: but um, yeah there's there's uh, that's our rudimentary signal there good
0: so i will be so you can go to the strategy uh, section today I won't put in the podcast, but go to the strategy section for the strategy ideas, which are market orientated and sector theme orientated. And when I get a, a moment to scratch myself, I will put up some stock ideas in the ideas portfolio that will be up later today. Yes, worth mentioning as well, another section in the newsletter today is the dividend portfolio, which obviously focuses on income. And that is absolutely kicking the lights out yesterday after the rise in the banks. And we've also got solid positions in the REITs as well and they are going to be bottoming from here. If this theme is interest rates and a re- interest rate relief then some of these income stocks are in the right sectors uh, so it should look good. Uh, we're also going to start looking at a few stocks with high yields uh, that are interest rate sensitive that we don't already hold. Things like Harvey Norman for instance got a 6% gross yield coming up trading on a PE of 7.5 and some of these uh, retail retailers clearly bounced hard yesterday and have come down a long way. All the dividends have gone through now and on the calendar we've got nothing coming up. We do have next week AGMs from some of our stocks including Telstra, CBA and Horizon. So we're into the AGM season and these are the proper AGMs now coming up and that's about that. Good. So, question of the day is, what or who are you listening to on your music app now that you weren't listening to six months ago? Layton. Do you
1: want me to start? You go. Okay, so if you haven't seen the TV show Euphoria, I would recommend watching it, but it's because of that. Labyrinth is a lot of the soundtrack on that, and I just liked the show and started listening to Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Is that Labyrinth. the band, or?
0: Yeah, he's an artist. A, he's an Sort of rapper, singer. Yeah, uh, very good. Yeah, uh, my uh, Archie introduced me to Post Malone in, in like the first two days after he got famous. Remember that? He fell off a stage. Yeah, yeah he fell through a stage. And, yeah, Yeah. didn't look good. Uh, Matt,
1: have you got one? Uh, yeah, I've recently come across the Cranberries. I've never heard of them before. And I listened to one of their songs, Zombies. At the gym and incredible, absolutely incredible. Uh,
0: uh, when did the cranberries come around? They were oh, about nineteen eighty two. Yeah, so you're a little bit late on that one, mate. And uh, Damien Oh, mine would probably be Winston surf shirt. <laughs> Just some weird indie music. Oh, yeah. Weird what music? Indie music. Indie. Yeah, give it a listen. It's all right. <laughs> all right. What's it called again? Winston's surf shirt. Surf shirt. Winston's. So we'll put that on in a minute. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, really cool. Henry, what about yourself? Oh, well, I was a little out on the cranberries. Uh, 1990 was the
2: cranberry zombie so you're uh, 28 years uh, <laughs> behind. Um, I am listening at the moment on my um, Spotify uh, to uh, the soundtrack from Babylon Berlin which is a great show on Netflix and it concerns the Weimar Republic uh, and the current series is all about the um, crash in 1929 and in, in Frankfurt of all places and it is dark it is moody, it is German, it is erotic it is sexy, it is Fabulous music Really enjoying The Babylon Berlin soundtrack But it's It's a bit out there I have to say It's a bit out there But
0: there you go uh, Very good And at the Instigation of Is Jemima here? At the instigation of Jemima I have been listening to Is it Jeremy Zucker Who also uh, Sang the song I was looking You did a podcast Henry With Julia Lee Julia Lee Yeah And as a, a, a An under track I looked for a song Called Julia and he sings a song called Julia, which, uh-huh. uh, got stuck in my head. Um, anyway, Jeremy Zucker was my one and Jemima, what about yourself? You'll have to come over quickly. Uh, Jemima, Jemima refuses to come over, but I can tell you, I have Jemima's, uh, playlists on my Spotify and she has Jemima sad and Jemima happy. So it depends what stage of boyfriend she's in at the time as to what playlist gets played. Anyway, there we go. Uh, good. Well, uh, that's it for today. A, uh, Pivotal couple of days in our market Let's see if it lasts Uh, All interesting stuff Never boring in the stock market You all have a fabulous day And we'll catch you tomorrow Thanks Well done, well done Henry See you, Henry